happy Monday, everybody. Um, I hope you guys had an amazing week last week. I hope you guys had a productive week. I hope that whatever situations that you guys were going through last week got better. Or even if the circumstances did not change, my prayer is that you got better. Um, I know for me, last week was a super busy, exciting, overwhelming week. Um, I launched the Well Woman Center last week. So that means that the very, woohoo, yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that means, though, um, that the first event that we did was the Well Talk Roundtable event. And I hosted it last Thursday, and I hosted it last Saturday. And it was so amazing, y'all. The women who came out were just absolutely amazing women who were just in search um, of their purpose, in search of motivation to finish their purpose strong as we enter this fourth quarter of the year. Um, they were just dope. They came in ready to work, ready to ask tough questions, ready to dig into the answers, just ready overall to just um, to just progress and make progress in their in their purpose and finding their purpose. So I am so super proud of them and excited. And they came in; they were so excited. Um, a friend of mine actually blessed us with food, and it was just amazing. Like everything just fell into place, and God just reminded me that when I am faithful to His vision, He will be faithful to me. He will be faithful um, through me. And just faithful to make things happen and, and make people show up for you and, you know, cause people to bless you in ways that you didn't even um, expect. And so I am just so excited and doing those well talk roundtables and just seeing the responses and seeing how successful it actually was, it just um, confirms to me that I'm doing what God told me to do. Like, I know y'all tell me that all the time. <laughs> but I tell you, I and I say it all the time, I really don't do it for the um, publicity or the likes or the glitz. Or the glitz. I do it because I love women. And I really want to see women well and whole. And that is my goal. And so when God confirms the thing, it is so... Um, refreshing to me when God confirms a thing. So I'm excited uh, about all that is to come through the Well Woman Center, and I have a little announcement to make. So at first, the Well Woman Center roundtables or the Well Talk roundtable sessions were only going to be held um, the first Thursday and the first Saturday of the month. That's literally my goal. Um, but just because of the responses I've gotten, I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? These people are saying they couldn't come. They missed it. They want to come. Like, what do I do? And even my business coach, who is absolutely amazing. I know she's listening. Miss Carter, you are the bomb.com. Um, <laughs> but she was like, Nisha, you need to do these every week. And I was just like, uh, oh, man, I'm going to pray about it. <laughs> my life's super hectic, super busy. You know, I don't want to take away from my time with my son, you know, just, it's just a lot. <clears throat> and so I really was trying to just pray about it. And literally after she said that, it was like four different confirmations that I needed to do it every week. <laughs> so I was like, okay, God, this is your thing. I say it all the time, so I got to believe it. So I'm going to roll with it. So I'm excited to announce that 
next week, or actually this week, this Thursday, upcoming Thursday, I will be hosting another Well Talk Roundtable session. And what's going to happen is basically I will do them weekly. Um, it looks like Thursdays will probably be the day, but it'll be advertised. Um, but I will do them weekly, the Well Talk Roundtable sessions. You can go to the website um, that I post about and you can purchase your tickets to sit, reserve your seats you can purchase them there um but every week, week that i do it every month is going to have the same topic so for instance even though i'm doing another roundtable session um to uh, thursday it's still on the same thing it's still on purpose and vision and you know just seeking god for your future so it's not like you're missing anything if you came to the first one it's not like, oh, my gosh, I got to come to this one because you can come, but it's going to be the same content. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a chance for as many women to come as they can. So it'll be the same lesson all month long. And, you know, I'm doing different sessions every week, but same same content. So just different people. And, you know, of course, different conversations will be curated, which is amazing, which is the whole point. But my content that I'm giving is the same. So you don't have to feel the pressure to come again or you know you're not missing anything so just pay attention to the post that I post about because I'm going to start putting the topic on the post so that you'll know when the topics change so for October the um topic is purpose and vision and it is that purposely so that you can get back on track because a lot of us set goals at the beginning of the year that we deviated from and now we're in the fourth quarter of the year so I really believe that God gave me that intentionally to help his daughters get back on track to help us to look again at what we set out to do at the beginning of the year to look again at things that we know that God told us to do and just to kind of go back to the drawing board and get back on task as we finish this fourth quarter of the year so that we can finish strong. So that's my announcement that I'm super excited about is that the Well Woman um, Center is now open and Round Talk, uh, well, Well Talk, I'm sorry, Round Table Sessions are I'm going to be hosted, it looks like every week. <laughs> so I'm just going with the flow and just really seeing what God says about it. So I'm excited about that. So we're going to jump in to our podcast. This morning, I feel like I sound like a, a little boy. Um, <clears throat> my throat, I don't know, I don't, I'm not getting sick. I'm not going to claim that, but maybe feels like it a little bit. But um, <laughs> so that's why I sound like this. But we're going to jump in. I am super excited about this topic for today. And I um, it's something that I'm not just talking about, but it's something that I'm living currently. Um, and so the title of this is, What Do You Do When You Don't Know What To Do? Um, and I played with a couple of different topics or a couple of different names that I could call this, but I, I think that's the best the best fit. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Um, so I found in my life and, and, and being in a season where I take everything to God, you know, me and God are good. You know, we're on the right track. We, it seems like we're on the same path. We're on the same page. Um, I'm doing what God tells me to do. And there's one area of my life that is thriving. There's one area of my life that is completely just growing. Um, I, God's hand is evident. I clearly can see him working. I clearly can hear him speaking. I clearly can see him moving. Like it is just, it's crazy. It's almost scary how much I am experiencing God in this area. 
of my life. And I'm just watching him and, I, you know, just in awe and in just amazement and just constant worship and adoration to him um, just because I'm able to see what he's doing. And it's just, it's like a well, just a living water that is completely just pouring out and I'm overwhelmed by it. And then there's another area of my life that is dry or it seems, it appears to be dry. Like, I'm like, God, you are the same God. So that same, the same energy, God, <laughs> that same motivation, I need you to pour some over here in this area of my life, too. Because, you you know, you're the God and the Lord of my life, just overall. So I need that same, that same energy, God. Come on, let's keep it up. <laughs> um, I need you to pour that into this area of my life that feels dry, that feels broken, that feels like you forgot that feels like you're not there, <laughs> that feels like, honestly, if I can be honest, it feels like you were never there, feels like, you know, um, I, I need a lot of help over here. And so it can be frustrating when you see God moving in one area of your life and then there's another area that's really close to your heart or that you really, really desire just as much and God is not, it seems, as if God is doing nothing. It seems as if, God is not moving. It seems as if your prayers are like bouncing off the walls, like they're not being heard. And it can be very frustrating because sometimes you find that it's not a it's not a problem of God, do you hear my prayers or are we in right standing or you know what I mean? Or am I, am I doing the right thing? That's not the problem because remember it's one area of my life that I'm praying. I'm doing the same thing. I'm praying, I'm declaring, decreeing, (laughs) rebuking. I'm doing all of this stuff and it's working. And then I'm doing the same thing over here and it's not working. So it's not really a question of God. Do you hear me? It's a question of, okay, God, why aren't you why aren't you moving? Why does it seem like you're you're not moving? And so I don't know if you've ever found yourself in that area or in that point of your life where it's just like, or in a season rather, where it's like I see him over here, but I can't trace him over here. And it can be kind of frustrating. And so a lot of times people ask me, what do you do when you feel like God is silent? What do you do when it, when it seems like, you know, God is not hearing you, but you know he's hearing you. That's the that's frustrating. It's almost okay, so it's almost like God's ignoring me. What do you do? Because I know you hear me, God, because you're God, first of all. And second of all, I know you hear me because you hear the other area of my life. You hear those prayers and you're answering them. So God, why don't you hear me when it comes to this thing? Why don't you hear me when it comes to me being promoted on my job? Why don't you hear me when it comes to me having a relationship? Why don't you hear me, God, when it comes to, I don't know, my kids being healed? Why don't you hear me, God, when it came from that fam- when it came to that family member who I was praying for deliverance or I was praying praying for healing and they died? Like, God, why don't you hear me? What what's up? What's up? That can be frustrating. And so um I I want to give you a couple of pieces of advice that I found in these seasons that God always brings me back to. It's like once the dust dust settles, once I get out of my feelings, once I stop spazzing out, um, God will give me these like realizations. Once I calm down, calm down and calm down. (laughs) 
he gives me these um, aha moments. And so I wanted to share with you what he always shares with me. And the first thing, before I even jump into that, is to know, as a matter of fact, no, I'll say that. Let me jump into the, the reasons. Um, first thing, you have to know God's character. You have to filter every single thing that God does through the unchanging fact that he is good. When you really don't know the character of God, you will question the way that he moves. But when you really stop like making God like this fictional character that you just talk about or this character that you just walk around with around your neck on a chain and you really get to know who he is. You really get to spend time with him. You really start to devote time with him so you can really learn him and know his character. You will know and you will understand and realize that God is good. There's not a bit of bad in him. He, there's nothing that he does intentionally to hurt you. He may have to allow you to go through some things because we learn through two, through, through two ways. We learn through either instruction from God or we learn through experience. So the first, first thing God will do is he'll tell us. He'll say, hey, don't do that. That's a, that's a bad idea. You might not want to date that person, you know, um, maybe for whatever reason. But he's just telling you, you know, in your heart, he's telling you, leave that relationship alone. Don't, don't, don't go down that path. But your flesh is taking over, your heart, your desires are taking over, your superwoman complex thinking you can save him and change him, that starts to take over. And God is sending you signs and he's, he's warning you through instruction, hey, don't, you don't want this, you don't want to do this, you don't want, you don't even want it. And you continue on down this path and then God has to allow you to learn through experience. That's when your heart gets broken. That's when you have unplanned pregnancies. That's when... Uh, unplanned STDs, hello? Um, that's when you start getting into drama with other women. Like It's like, okay, God has to allow you to experience some things because then nine times out of ten, you're going to realize that God has been telling you not to go down this path all along. So God will tell us through instruction, but sometimes he has to allow us to go through experiences if we don't listen. So you have to you have to understand though that God is good and that he does that because he's just a good parent. If if you're a mother, if you're a parent on here, you know that you will tell your kids something and if they don't listen, it's like, you know what? He want to keep swinging on the monkey bars upside down. I keep telling him to stop. I have a boy, so this is my story. <laughs> I keep telling him to stop. One day, he going to fall and skin his knee. And I'm going to just I'm going to hug him. Because I'm a good mother, I'm a good parent. I'm gonna brush it off for him. I'm gonna tell him I love him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to him that this is why mommy told you to stop doing that, so that he can make that connection. That's the same thing that God does. He's still a good father. Just because he allows you to fall off the monkey bars does not mean that he's not a good father. It means that he had to allow you to go through an experience so that you could see what he was trying to tell you and instruct you to do the entire time. So <laughs> you have to know, number one, when you feel like you don't understand what's going on, when you feel like 
you um God is silent in a, in an area of your life, but he's talking a lot in one area. <laughs> when you feel like you you can't trace him and you don't know what's going on, you have to know that God is good. That will lessen some of your anxiety. That will help you to answer some questions that you really don't need to ask yourself. Like, does God really love me? Is God really here? Does he care? Those are all questions that even though we ask ourselves, we really shouldn't. Because that's a that's a evident. He sent his son to die for you. Yes, he loves you. His mind is full of you. He's mindful of you. <laughs> yes, he loves you. Yes, he cares for you. Like, you're, you're the apple of his eye. Most definitely. You know, so knowing that God is good, it just filters your thoughts. It filters the way you perceive things that God allows and the way you perceive him. Um, just knowing that he's good. If, if you have a good relationship with your parents, again, just back to that analogy, you never question, you know, is my mama trying to kill me? <laughs> like, but that's, that's what we ask about God. When we go through really tough seasons that, like, knock the wind out of us, we like, God, what was that about? Like, are you trying to take me out the game? You never have to question if your mom and dad are really trying to take you out the game. You know they love you. You might not agree with the things that they say and do all the time. You might not agree with the ways that they get through to you. But you know at the end of the day, they have your back. You don't question that. They love you. Y'all might not always see eye to eye. You may argue more than you love on each other, but you know at the end of the day, they have your back no matter what. They're good parents. So it is with God. He's a good, good father, for real. And when you know that, when that is your reality, when it's not just something that you're saying, he's a good, good father. No, when you know for real he's a good, good father, then you don't question. There's some things that you're not going to question yourself about because you know that everything he does is filtered through goodness. He's good. He does good. He desires good for you. So you never have to question that. So, you know, again, first point, when you're when God is silent or when he's seemingly silent or when you don't know what to do, when you don't know what God is up to, when you just simply do not know, you have to know that his character is good. The second thing, know that the end is good. Know that the fight is fixed. Remember, God has your back. He's already gone before you, and he's made every crooked place straight, and he's made every high place low. Goodness and mercy are following you. The ending is fixed. The fight is fixed. He's victorious, so you're victorious. He won over death, hell, and the grave. So you can too. Like the ending of this thing, it, it may not seem like it. You may not see the end in, you know, you may not be able to see what the end is going to be, but you have to rest in knowing that the end is good too because he's good and he's the author and the finisher of your faith and he's the author of your life. So it's going to be good. Every season does not have to be good for the ending of this thing to be good. Just like any other relationship that you go through and that you encounter, you'll go through ebbs and flows. Just like any other friendship, there will be times where you guys are happy. There will be times, and this is not just romantic, this is friendships. There will be times that you guys, with your best friend, you don't see eye to eye all the time. There will be times that seasons are just busy and you disconnect 
and you're like, you can feel that absence and that void, and you're just like, uh-uh, I got to go out to dinner with my girl. Like, I need to call her. We need to do something. Like, we got to get these kids together because I realize that there's an absence because we've just been so busy and so much, you know, time and distance have, have gone, gone between us, have grown between us. There will be times where, you know, and you just, it's a cycle, and you just get back in the flow of it, and that's the same thing with God. You might not have all the details. You may seem distant for a season. You may seem like God is quiet, but that's how the relationship is developed. When you persevere through all of that and you still desire to commune with him, when you persevere through all of that and you're still like, "Uh uh-uh, I got to find time to read my Bible. Even if it's at lunchtime, I got to find time to go pray. Like it's being, you have to be intentional about the time that you spend with God just like you do a a regular relationship and that's how the relationship grows and that's how the relationship the foundation of it is created and that's the same thing with God like you might not have all the details but you got to know that the end is good and you have to know that whatever happens between now and the end whether you fall off whether you're struggling to get back on whether you know y'all are really tight whatever whatever happens is just a part of the relationship building um part and it's okay because God is not moved. So if you feel far from God, you need to check you. Because God is in the same spot that you left him. Notice what I said. He's in the same spot that you left him. He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you. He's with you. But you got to figure out, you need to go back and retrace your steps and figure out, okay, if I feel distant from God, at what point did I walk away from him? If I feel distant from God, at what point did I start sinning? Because I know he's not going to condone my sin. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. That means if I feel disconnected from him, but I've been doing X, Y, and Z, stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing, I need to retrace my steps right back to where I started, right back to where I started picking up that sin again. And maybe that's where I left him. That's where he stopped. He stopped right there at the door. The door of my sin. Maybe that's where he stopped at because that's just something God and sin don't mix. So if you feel like you're far from him, go back and retrace your steps and try to figure out, okay, where did I go left? Where did I stop believing? Where did I start allowing my doubt to take over my fear and in turn it drowned it out? Like where where did I leave God because God did not leave me? And that can be tough when you're going through seasons where you feel like he's not speaking. Because a lot of us, when we feel like God is silent, we leave God at the door of bitterness. We get real bitter. We get real mad. We get angry. We get, we get frustrated. And we leave him at those doors. God has not left us. He's with us. And if you listen very carefully, he's telling you, I'm with you. I'm here. I just need you to make some choices. I'm here. I'm just quiet because I put so much in you. And I know that you are equipped to make the right decision. So I'm just not blankly, just because I'm not blankly telling you what choice to make, it doesn't mean that I'm not here. It means that I trust what I put inside of you. So I trust you to make a good decision based on what we've been through before. That was good. I don't know if y'all felt that, but I felt that for me. (laughs) Listen, like seriously though, that's what we do. We've left God 
at the door of disappointment. We got so disappointed because we couldn't trace God's voice or because we didn't see him show up for us in a way that we thought he should. So now we're disappointed. Now we stop going to church. Now we put down our Bible. Now we're not talking about him no more. Now we're not posting about him no more. Now we're not listening to our praise and worship in the morning no more because we got disappointed or we let our fears and our, you know, I don't know, this victim mentality take over. And now we questioning God again. And God is like, no, we've been through this before. Like you should be further along by now. You should know that I ain't never left you. You should know that I'm never going to leave you. Stop going back to this victim mentality or this angry mentality when things happen and just choose based on what we've been through already. You have to know that God is an intentional God. So even though it can be frustrating, and I'm not saying that it's not because I'm living it. So I know that some days are harder than others. Some days are more frustrating than others. Some days you will have a peace that surpasses all understanding and it'll come naturally. Other days you're going to have to work a little bit for that peace. You're going to have to cast down some imaginations. You're going to have to come against some of the things and the facts and the thoughts that are coming up in your mind. Like some days you're going to have to work for your peace. But it's yours for the taking. Okay, so I get it. I'm not telling you that your feelings aren't valid. I'm just telling you that your feel your feelings aren't final. I'm just telling you that God has something else and more for you in, in store for you. Like I'm telling you that while you can feel away, don't allow that to make you stop trusting God for whatever it is that you're believing Him for that you've yet to see, or don't let that stop um, make you stop trusting Him because something went a certain way and now it's irreversible maybe it's something like death I sense that maybe somebody was praying for God to God to heal a person and it didn't happen and that person passed away and now you're like questioning why do I even believe what I believe God if you're not gonna answer my prayers if you're gonna make me go through this hardship like why do I even believe you why, why? I was going so hard for you and I feel like you left me. And I just came to remind you, and, and I don't know where this came from because it's literally not in my notes, but I just came to remind you that God is still with you and he still loves you. And I just came to remind you, and I know that this might not be the answer that you want to hear, but all of us have to walk through that path. And so you just have to know that while you're walking through that path, that God is with you. And you have to see this opposition and this hurt, this hurtful uh, season. You have to see this as an opportunity for you and God to go deeper. And I just want to encourage you to not allow the spirit of offense to distance you from God. Just because a thing did not go the way that you prayed for it to go. Just because you lost the loved one. Just because that person walked out. Just because the relationship ended and you thought that that was what God told you was not going to happen. Just, like just because things took a turn that was unexpected or, or an, it was an outcome that you did not want. It was an undesired outcome. Just because that happened, I, I just come against the spirit of offense. And I just believe that the enemy would love to come in right through that door. And I'm going to just not let him. I'm going to shut the door in his face. And I want to be the one to tell you directly that God loves you and that he cares. And that just because he did something or he allowed something 
to happen that you did not agree with. It does not mean that he's left you. He's right there with you. If you would only lean in. When you start to feel mad, lean in and worship. I know it's opposite, but you do it anyway. Because you have to sometimes command your spirit to worship God. So when you feel like you want to give up, go harder. When you feel like you don't want to talk to God, it's okay, fine. You might not have words to say, but go get you a pen and paper and just start journaling to him. But do not cut God off. He's begging you, please do not cut me off. I really believe this is for somebody. I don't know who it is. I believe it's for somebody because like I said, this is not in my notes. But I really believe that God is using me to beg you not to cut him off. Just because the outcome was not the desired outcome that you wanted, do not cut him off. Lean into him. There is another, it's, listen, it's a plot twist, I'm telling you. There is another side. There's another level. I know it hurts right now. And he's like, I'm going to walk you through this hurt. I got you. I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm holding you. I got you. I know you're going to be mad at me for a little bit, but I got you still. Like, I got you. God is saying, I'm big enough to handle every emotion that you could ever go through. I foreseen this. I knew it was going to happen. You didn't know, but I knew. I'm not trying to catch up to you. I already knew this was going to go down like this. So I know you're going to be mad at me for a couple of weeks. I know, but don't ever think that I've left you. Because every time you get mad at me, I'm right here with you. I'm holding your hand. I know you don't want me to touch you, but I'm holding your hand. I, I love you. Like, this is what God is telling you. This is what he's saying to you. I feel that for somebody so strong. God is saying, please do not walk away from me. I love you and I'm here. And I want to grow deeper with you through this experience. I know it hurts right now. Heartbreak is tough. I know. But I'm the one who can pick up the pieces of your heart and I can mend them back together. And you will be stronger for it and you'll be better for it. Just see things the way that I see them. Again, going back to point one, God wants you to know that he's good. His character is good. That everything he does is filtered through a, a filter and a lens of goodness. And it might not feel like it to us all the time, but he's good. The silent seasons, it might not feel good to us, but he's still good. He's good. Regardless, and you might not know all the details, but you have to know that the ending of this thing is going to be for his glory and it's going to be good for you. And you also have to know that even when God, he's, he's so intentional, that even when he does nothing, he's doing it on purpose. And when he does something, he's doing it on purpose. One of my favorite pastors always says that, um, Dr. Darius Daniels. He always says that he's an intentional God so that so when he's when he's not doing anything, he's doing it on purpose. And when he is doing it, he's doing it on purpose. So he's not just chilling up there, letting you just, you know, letting stuff slip past. No, he's being so very intentional. And so if you're at this season where you don't know what's going on or you don't know what to do, you know, or you feel like God is silent. On a very practical level, I want to encourage you to go back and do the very thing that God told you to do last. If you don't know what's next, and this could be in your vision, this could be um, in a relationship, this could be, I don't know, in purpose, it could be whatever, whatever the season is for you. If you feel like God has abandoned you, if you feel like God has been silent, 
I want you to think back, and this is going to require some reflection and just you being super honest. Think back to the very last thing you know without a shadow of a doubt God told you to do. It could have been to start writing the book. It could have been to forgive that person, to call that person and tell them that you forgive them, even though they did not give you an apology. It could have been to start going to the gym. It could have been, I don't know, to cut a person off, to end a relationship, even though it was hard. Whatever you know, like it came clear to you, ain't no question you know God told you to do. I want you to go back to that thing in this fourth quarter of the year, and I want you to pick it up. I want you to do it. Because that chances are, that's where you left God. Chances are, you can't hear him because you walked away from him. Chances are, maybe you didn't walk away from him, but you got distracted doing something else. And the answer to your prayer is where you left him at. Maybe you're trying to start your own business and God told you, okay, I need you to start going to the gym. And you're like, God, that's not what I prayed for. <laughs> that's not what Vanisha prayed for, let's be clear, because I don't like the gym. So that's God, that is not what I prayed for. But you know without a shadow of a doubt, the last piece of instruction God told you to do was to start going to the gym on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, because those are your slow days. And you're like, God, that had nothing to do with my purpose. I asked you what my purpose was. And God, and you told me go to the gym? What? And God is like, okay, go to the gym. That's all he said. He didn't give you no details. But me, I was frustrated. I didn't listen. And instead of going to the gym, I went out to eat on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. <laughs> Whole time, the person, I don't know, who would fund my business is at the gym on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And had I listened to him, listened to God, I would have been on the treadmill right beside them. God is like, I'm trying to open a door. It don't always have to make sense. You just got to be obedient and walk through the door. So what is the last thing that God told you to do? Because you never know how you going back to that and being obedient is going to open a door or going to answer a prayer. So maybe your frustration is you're frustrated now where you are, but you're frustrated because the answer to your prayer is back, back there in chapter three. You're in chapter six. And God is like, no, the answer to your prayer is back in chapter three. The last thing that I told you to do that you left, that you didn't do. Go back. Remain. Remain in God. When everything about your circumstances tell you to turn your back on God. When everything about your circumstances tell you that God has forgotten about you. When everything in your circumstance tells you that God is not answering your prayer and God is playing you. Remain in him. 1 John 2.27, remain in God. Because oftentimes our best, our best next step when we feel like God is silent is to simply keep moving towards him. That's my biggest piece of advice for you. Go back to what God told you to do. Because when God seems silent, the best thing, our next best step is to continue to move forward towards him. Do not go opposite. The enemy wants you to go opposite. Because if you go opposite, he's going to push you so far from Christ. Let me tell you. And you frustrated now because God ain't answering your prayers. Or it seems like you're not getting the response that you want. You go ahead and follow the enemy if you want to. You're going to be real mad. Because you're going to look up and you're going to be so far from the promise. And you're going to be so far from what God told you to do. 
And if you're mad because your your questions aren't being answered now, you follow the enemy. If you want to, your questions really not going to be answered. <laughs> so I'm I'm pleading with you. Do not give up on God because your situation is not ideal. Do not give on him give up on him because it seems like you're in a season where he's silent. Do not give up on God because what you want is not it's not going the way that you want it to go. You have to know God's character is good. You have to know that everything he does is good. That the filter through which he is handling your life is through a filter of love and through a filter of goodness. Everything has to go through that. There's nothing that God allows you to go through. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how traumatic it is. There's nothing that he allows you to go through that is not filtered through his love and his goodness. And it's nothing that happens that he does not intend to use. So even if you put yourself in jacked up situations, because every bad situation is not God. Sometimes it's just a lack of our good judgment. You're not broke because God made you broke. You broke because you keep buying stuff that's not in your budget. <laughs> it's simple. Some stuff ain't even that deep. You're not single because God wants you to be single forever. You're single because you have this I'm not going to settle mindset. And while that's good to a certain extent, you keep pushing away people who are good for you because they don't make a certain amount of money. It's that simple. Like, you're not big because God created you to be big. You're big because you won't work out. You Ain't nothing wrong with being big. You're not happy with it, so fix it. <laughs> Seriously, some stuff is not even that deep. It's just a, our poor choices. It's not God. It's our poor choices. And in the event that you just put poor choices on yourself or you make poor choices and you put yourself in bad situations, because sometimes we do that, even myself, like we do, we all do it. Just bad judgment on our end. And we look up and we're in a bad situation and then we blame God. And God was like, daughter, I ain't had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I can use it, hear me, and I will use it. You bring it back to me, I'll use it. I'll make it work for your good. I'll make you a better woman because of it. I'll give you a testimony because of it, okay? Like, I'm not saying it's out of my league. I will fix it. I will make it better, and I'll make it work for your good. But I didn't put you there. You put you there. Let's be clear. Like, I believe that's what God is telling some of us. And so in the event that you're in a situation that God did not put you in, even if it's, you're there as a result of your bad choices, God is still faithful to take those pieces of your life and that chapter of your life, and he's still faithful to filter it through his goodness and filter it through his love and make it work for your good because you're his. And once you're his, you're always his. You can't undo it. It's a lock. So you're good. You don't have to... You don't have to fix yourself up and come to him. That's one thing that I love about salvation. Like, you ain't got to clean yourself up. God is like, you wasting time. That's my job. I'm supposed to clean you up. Stop doing my job because you can't do it anyway. You trying to clean yourself off. And God is like, man, come here. I got you. Just come. With all that glitter on you, come on. You know glitter hard to get off. <laughs> you spend forever trying to get glitter off of you. And God is like, but that's honestly, that's like the... I don't know why it's glitter. I guess because it's so hard to come off your skin. <laughs> but that's literally the picture that I have. Like, you're covered in glitter. And God is like, why are you trying to, why are you trying to get this glitter off? You're going to be all day. Like, if you just come to me, I have something that I'll cleanse all of that off of you. Like, I got you. 
you're trying to wipe all that dirt and mud off, all of the mistakes, all of the um, the residue from your bad choices, and you're trying to get your money right, and you're trying to do this, and you're doing too much. That's my job. I, I'm supposed to do that for you. You can just come to me just as you are. And with all that glitter on you, all that messy glue, <laughs> messy glitter, I want you just like this. And God wants us just like this because all he wants is glory out of our lives. He wants you to show up like you like you did the work, but then he wants you to give him credit. That's why every time when I see y'all in real life and y'all like, oh my gosh, I love the podcast. I love it so much. God is literally like, God, I want want them to think it's you, Nisha. I want them to come to you and I want them to tell you, oh my gosh, well talk is so amazing. Um, The well, the round tables was so dope. Like this is so good. I want them to come to you like that. I wanted to, I want you to win, Nisha. I want you to be out here winning. And then when you open your mouth, I want you to give me all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. That's why every single time y'all send me a text message or y'all say whatever, I'm not saying that to sound deep. I'm saying that because I made a promise to God that regardless of how high he takes me, that no matter where he's, even if I stay on this level, I'm good right here. I don't care where God takes me. I don't care where me and God are. If it appears to be that I'm winning, every single time I open my mouth, I'm going to give him the glory. Every single time I open my mouth, I'm not taking any credit because it's not me. It's God that's in me. It's God. God is causing me to win. God is giving me knowledge and wisdom. God is doing, giving me ideas and strategic planning. I'm not this smart. <laughs> like, I, clear, seriously, like, I'm not. I'm smart, but I'm not, like, smart, smart. <laughs> No, seriously, though, like this is it's all God and that's all he wants to do in your life. He wants the glory. So he wants you to go through this season where it seems silent, but he wants you to go through it with confidence so that when he starts moving and when you start winning, you, first of all, will be it'll be very clear to you that you did not have anything to do with it. It was all the hand of God in your life. It was God. And so when you actually start winning. When you actually start visibly winning, like when you get the ring, hey, when you when you really when you get pregnant, you've been trying for all these years and it ain't been working. So it's like when you really when you have the baby, when you get the promotion on the job, right? When you get the relationship, whatever, when you get the car, when you get the house that you've been praying for and trying to get your credit right for, like when you get these things and in the natural it seems like you're winning. What God wants you to do, he doesn't want you to forget that he's your defender, that he fights for you, but he calls it your victory. So he doesn't want you to forget that when you start winning, when it looks like you're winning, when people around you start noticing, oh my gosh, you are glowing. Oh my gosh, you got the relationship you've been praying for. Oh my gosh, look at this house that you've been saving for. He wants, when you start winning in the natural and the people around you start seeing it, when your silent season becomes the season where it looked like it was a drought, but now God is the rivers of the living water is there and the rivers are flowing. And when, you know, when your dry season, it actually starts living again. When that happens, God wants you to open your mouth and give him all the glory, honor, and praise. Could it be that your season is still dry, 
or that he's still silent in the season because he knows that when you start winning, you're going to take the credit and you're not going to give him the glory. So could it be that it's really you that's holding up your own process and your own progress? God is like, I just need you to commit to give me the glory. I need you to not forget. That's why it ain't happened yet because you're going to forget. It hasn't happened yet because I know that when I bless you, you're going to take the credit. And all I'm asking for is the credit. I'm going to let you win. I'm going to let you experience it because I came that you may have abundant life. So I'm going to let you experience this abundant life. I just want you to have a testimony that's going to point other people back to me. I want to win souls through you. So when they see you winning and you open up your mouth and you like, man, it's all God. I want them to be like, well, who is this God that you serve? And could it be that it's not happening for you yet because he knows that you're going to take the credit? Mm, not God. Give God the glory. In your silent seasons, give him the glory. When the seasons get loud again, give him the glory. When he starts showing up for you in the area of your life that you've been praying about, give him the glory. Please, y'all, he wants to do amazing things in your life, but don't you be the holdup and go back to the last thing that God told you to do. Whatever it was, pick it up again. Do it again. Start the business, whatever, because chances are the answer to your prayer is, is where you left him. And chances are you left him right where he told you to do something at. <laughs> and that's where the answer to your prayer is. So go back. So remember, you got to know his character. You have to know that he's good. You have to know that the ending of your story is going to be good. And you have to go back to the last thing that he told you to do. Pick it up. Do it. And once you start winning, give God all the credit. Give him all the glory. Give him all the honor. Give him all the praise. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. I hope I see you guys at one of the roundtable sessions. Um, remember, it's going to be this Thursday. That is October the, hold on, let me find my phone so I can tell you the exact date. October the 11th, this Thursday, October 11th um, from 6 to 8 p.m. And I'm going to post about it today. So, and I'll post the link for the ticket. So please, please go get the ticket. Remember, we are focusing this month on um, purpose and vision so that we can finish this last quarter of the year strong. Go back. To what God has told you to do, pick it up, do it because chances are you're frustrated because the answer to your question, the answer to what you're believing God for is in the last thing that he told you to do. So I want to help you get your vision together so that you can pick it up again and be successful as we end this year strong. I love y'all, praying for y'all always, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs>